should be going now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Saints Radio. I hope that you can actually hear us. That's always a mystery, isn't it? <laughs> we can see the flashings on the screen. It says that it's streaming. The recording is progressing forward. And then people say we can't hear you. Um, which may still be the case. We shall see. So once again, we greet everybody. And we look forward to what God wants to say to us through this Saints Radio Valentine's Day broadcast. Do you ever be around somebody who calls it Valentine's? Mm -mm. You never heard that? Maybe a three-year-old. Well, there's a lot of older people that I've heard say that. Valentine's. Hmm. Um, the words escape their mouth. <laughs> and I ask them what they said, and they say Valentine's. <laughs> Can anybody hear us? Is that the first word coming in? We can't hear you? No, Annette. Thank you, Annette. She hears us now. Oh, good. Annette's sitting there with her transistor radio, listening to, waiting for the Braves broadcast to come on, and here she hears us coming over. Isn't it wonderful? You know, one time, Annette and I were talking about in our both of our childhood, we would listen to baseball games on AM transistor radios. And uh, you never did that, did you? Of course, the Rangers weren't here when you were little. Uh-uh. No. I, I, it was happening in my household, but not when I was a young girl. There was, there was, uh, let's see. We had a stereo, you know, one of those cabinets mm -hmm. with the LPs, the albums, that you didn't want to scratch. And then we transitioned to, was it 8-track? Eight 8-track eight came after the LP? Mm -hmm. Or before? But after. And eight that track. was high-tech, the 8-track. Unless, of course, the tape got messed up, and then, and then we transitioned to cassette tapes, I guess. Yeah. And our little Sony Discman, remember the little Discman? Yeah. The big Discman. <laughs> and uh, from there, I guess we went to the Apple, the iMac, the no, the iPod. Well, didn't we have? Uh, didn't we have CDs before? Oh, the then we had CDs. Yeah. Oh my goodness, CDs were huge especially for us here in the early days when we were learning how to to pray and you know we had to have Kevin Prosh <laughs> if we didn't have Don Potter or Kevin Prosh oh and then when we put Matt Redman in there that was just really progressive <laughs> Prosh was I remember I'll never forget when we had that guy I don't remember his name come from Brownsville the drummer? No, no, no. The guy that, that I asked Brownsville to send. Got I think aliens tower, are landing on our... Tower work is going to be happening starting Thursday. So I don't know why they're up there now. Either that or it's Santa. He's got his days mixed. Or it could be some kind of balloon. No, you remember when we had the, the, the lay person from Brownsville come? Because they, that's what they did. I remember Lila. Well, I remember Pat, that that prophet. 
from Brownsville that came. Mm -hmm. What was her name? Wanda Brown. Wanda Brown. But I don't remember. Yeah. The, the first guy that came was a, one of the elders from Brownsville. And he met with us on Saturday morning, and then we all went into the, the sanctuary, and he put on Kevin Prosh, um, um, Kiss the Sun. When you're broken, that's the first time we heard Kevin Prosh, and and I, and I thought, wow, there's an anointing on that, and then I thought, why did he put this song about being broken and crushed? <laughs> oh boy, oh, we'd have gosh, known that was terrible. then what we know now. That was terrible. No, but that's reality. <laughs> but that was. Uh, I just, CDs, and then you could burn your own CDs, which was weird. Oh, listen, I did so much of that, just keeping our little CD file up to date, burned so many CDs. In fact, just recently, I cleaned out a, a huge part of my bookcase, which had hundreds of CDs, and the ones that were still, they were some secular, but um, I packed them up to send to a second-hand book or whatever, that half-price books. But then I think they ended up going to Goodwill and then threw probably 200 CDs away because it's just out of date, taking right. up space. Right. Now you've got everything on Spotify or Apple Music, and it's so easy. you got your little AirPods and... Thankful for technology when it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just, just an aside for those of you who listen to the Wisdom Seekers class, we have a tech guy that is coming out sometime in the next couple of days. Hopefully we can get whatever's wrong rectified back there. But that's just a, a TMI and FYI and oh my, oh my. So, happy Valentine's Day to all of you, and um, we hope that you've had a chance to look at the report from this past first Saturday, which I thought was very illuminating, very grateful for what God says to us in, in uh, that very simple congregation of saints um, speaking of congregation of saints let's see today is the 14th we are one month away from you stepping into the youth room on a Tuesday to say hello to everybody and to welcome the the newcomers. I don't know when the last time we actually had a newcomer in there, but that's what that was designed for. Now it's kind of like a a precursor. Let's all come in and believe for what God wants to do this week, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, you know, I really, I actually enjoy those sessions on Tuesday afternoon because it's not it's not as formal. It's a little bit more informal and we always have some measure of application whether it's prayer or um speaking prophetically. Um 
So I always look forward to that. Plus, it's the first. A lot of times, some of some of you all come in a little bit early, but the first time that we actually see you as you walk into that room, and it's just a great joy to our hearts. It is such a great joy. I remember the first time Pastor Lavester walked in, and we had already began the session, and he walked in, and I thought, what manner of man is this? <laughs> Who is this Dallas? Because he had on a Dallas Cowboy jersey. Right. Who is this Dallas Cowboy that just entered into our realm? <laughs> but you have a lot of memories of... Um, I mean, I remember back in the day when actually either you or Paul was over that, those sessions and we would pray for people to get diversities of tongues and we'd lay hands on them. And it really was, it was different. Yeah. Now we apply. Now we, we um, activate. And... Yeah, we, we, a couple of times we split people up into different groups on that day. Um, and I don't really remember why. I don't remember why we did that. Did a lot of things in the history of our seminar seminage. Yeah. <laughs> seminar history, and we do. And we do definitely have a history. I mean, we're looking at twenty something years now. I think we've established a history, which is. How can that be? Because I know that I'm not 20 years older. I don't know about you. <laughs> Gosh, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, what did we... Uh, this is awful. I should know this, but I don't remember exactly what year it was when we had our first seminar. I have that schedule. I have it all listed out. I'll have to go back and look, but... I just don't recall the actual year um, <laughs> we've seen a lot of things that the Lord has presented to us yeah but it is what it is what it is today and we're very thankful for that I mean to to really consider just the the per- progression I, I i'm so hesitant to use the word progressive or progression know, they stole that word it's like us. that word has been po- twisted and polluted but we've got to take that back but to think about just the progression of of this body as saints and when i say this body i mean universally throughout the world and just being able to be such a part of the development and the maturing of this people into who we are today is really phenomenal. It's one of the greatest blessings of my life. Yeah. Just to reflect on that and to to stand with you all today or in one month and be able to stand as righteousness on the left and the right of one another and know that we are standing. You know, we're all in. Um, the enemy has no doubt tried to take every single one of us out on more than one occasion, and we we stand and um, in the identity that God's given us and in the purpose that he's given us and according to the wisdom and the directive that he's given to us, the revelation, it is just, you know, through all the challenges, through all the tribulation and the trials, through those who have fallen away, I, I was actually... 
I'm grieved about this, but I was actually watching a service of one of our our former saints the other night, and I could not believe it's like this person had been neutered. And I know that's that's a, a strange descriptive, but that's the only descriptive descriptive I could ha- I could say. It is like neutered from the identity the power, the authority that this one once walked in has been neutered. And it just, it grieves my heart. But for for those of us that are standing and um, and we bless them. I mean, absolutely. We, we bless them in their walk and for whatever they they feel that God has called them to do in this season of their life. We bless them and ask that there's fruit there, but um, there's no denying the identity of the saint and the calling. And even, I mean, even, I don't know. It's, it's, it's nothing to take lightly, and it's something that we have battled and fought for, and um, we won't relent until we see the coming of the Lord and who knows? That may be during the seminar. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Listen, it would it would definitely um, resolve some things that are on my horizon. <laughs> but the Lord, He's He's good. He's with us. You know, I was thinking about Sunday. You know, we've been talking about welcoming His presence, and um, goodness, if 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 you've not heard or been a part of that, I, I really urge you to jump in because that's been a huge part of our assignment over this last season or in this season and to understand, you know, the differences in scripture when it speaks of his presence, his spirit. Um, but we are welcoming that because we believe, you know, in the visitation. But um, I was thinking on Sunday during the worship service, you know, we were you know, we we welcome the Lord. We welcome heaven to earth. And, of course, we're welcoming his presence into our midst, you know, that his train would fill the temple. And, you know, I pray that we're not able to stand. But when all that was happening on Sunday morning, it was very powerful. But I kept hearing the Lord say, come up here, come up here. And I, of course, hearkened to what he said to John in Revelation, you know, come up here and let me show you. And it just, I was thinking about just how the kingdom is, you know, how it functions that way, where we're welcoming his presence here, we're welcoming his kingdom to come to the earth, but he's also beckoning us to come up and to pray in the temple and to serve him at his throne. And it's just, it's such an interesting existence. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, I, I, it's like I feel there's an activation in that for us somewhere, some way where we do both. I, I don't know. It kind of gives me the chills. <laughs> but um, nonetheless, that is our reality is we are continuously, you know, we lift our hands. We welcome his presence so that we can partner with him here on the earth. But he's also continuously saying to us, come up, you know, come up. Let me show you. You know, look down upon the earth. Let me let me open your eyes so that you can see, you know, what I'm doing and to hear what I'm speaking from my throne. And 
I, it's just an interesting existence. That's all. Mm. So. Mm. That's that's great. Um, I was looking at a, a couple minutes ago. As I just talked for five minutes, ten minutes no, straight. No, no, no. I, was looking, <laughs> I was looking at uh, synonyms of progression, progression, and um, trying to find a word that we could use. There are several. There are several that really talk about and depict what what it is that we um, that we are. But then I thought, well, maybe we shouldn't surrender progressive. Maybe we should just start calling the progressive church the regressive or the digressive church, because that's really what it is. It's it's a different path. It's a seducing path. You know, the Bible said that in the last days there would be seducing spirits that would be that would say they're the right path, but they're really, you can still see them, but they're going somewhere else. And um, that's what we're seeing played out. Um, and it is it is seductive. That part they got the right, the derivative is, is, is correct. It has a strange allure. Uh, it's, it's wickedness. Um, but anyway, that, that's, that's a good word you, you spoke. God is definitely welcoming us into deeper and higher locales in Him. And, you know, that, that thing we talked about on Sunday about how that God, pro orizo, where God, from the foundation of the world, or before the world began, set every one of these markers of us going into a new horizon prophetically and um, so that that's for both, both both for us as individuals but also what he is allowing in this time frame and the key point for us as saints is to to want to be on that cusp of when God says it's time you move into that new thing because that's all been arranged from the foundation of the world before the world began and, you know, I, I really think that that's, I mentioned this to our brothers and sisters in Europe earlier today. I think that's one of the things that, one of the main things we're going to have to get account for when we stand before God in heaven, when this earthly life as humans is over. What did you do with what I ordained you to be? What I put within your spirit? What did you do with that? Did you grow with me? Did you go with me? Did you move into these points of, of new horizons? <clears throat> and you know, there's a malaise that has come against um, us at this crucial time. I don't know if it came against you or not, but it's certainly in very seductive, very, um, what's that's not a good word, very, um, Ah, I don't remember. I can't think of the word. To get my thesaurus out again, to keep us from going forward. Um, and it, the same thing hit Moses. The same thing hit Elijah. And really, probably the same thing hit Moses when he said those famous words. Um, if your presence doesn't go with us, and God said, I'll, I'll go, and you mentioned this last night, I'll give you rest. Um, but 
there's always that tenuousness about the going forward. And in, in the going forward, it's not like something is compelling you to go forward. It's not like you see the bums rush of all the other churches going forward. It's the still small voice saying, come up hither. It's, it's, it's God saying, he that has an ear, let him hear, come. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, it's not necessarily the popular thing to do or the momentum and there are some really subtle, that's the word I'm looking for, subtle influences trying to keep us from moving into this new place. Uh, but we, we have to go forward in the Lord. And I think we're, we are going to give an account for how willing and obedient we were in following after the horizons that God has prophetically put forward for us individually and in his sequence of development on the earth. And, and you know, to the base of it is how the Spirit can communicate through us. And I think that's one of the beauties of the identity of the saints. See, all Christians should be functioning according to what their born-again spirit is yearning to reveal in them. I think it would be fair for us to say, you both of us having grown up in church, that that ain't happening in most places. I can tell you, though, I mean, growing up in the church where I grew up, and it was Baptist, and there was no talk about praying in the spirit or anything like that. But I know that in my later teenage years and really until I actually stepped into um, like how do you describe it because I know that when I walked down the aisle and I accepted Jesus I stepped into relationship with him and he walked with me I walked with him there's no question about that was I living according to his purpose in my life I I mean I was doing life the best that I could but I, I wasn't being led of well, no, I can't say that. But I know that there was something in my spirit that yearned. Yeah. That I, my spirit was continuously searching for that, that connection and for that to be activated. Even in some of the darkest days of my, not even my youth, my young adulthood, when um, I was trying to find my way. My spirit, I could feel the just the aching and the yearning in my spirit, so much so that I remember certain times when I would meet somebody that was spirit-filled and have conversation with them or whatever. It's like I was so drawn to that that I realized that the Lord really preserved me from... Um, from be, not being seduced by that, but taking that path. Does that make sense? Yeah. And not the path that I'm on now. Because, you know, those people are not on the path I'm on. Right. And so, but I, I mean, I have felt that in my spirit for, for, as, for as long as I can remember as, as a, a youth or a young adult. 
I can't say when I was a child. I mean, you have testimony of, you know, having visions and all those things when you were a child. Um, mine really, the, the earliest I can remember is being like, uh, I don't know, youth or young adult. So anyway, it's well, just interesting. Well, you know, the, the strange thing is that in God's authorship, he always intended you to be doing what you're doing now. And only God could take you from where you originated to get you to this point. And and for me, same kind of thing, even though it was different was a different thank God it both of both of the upbringings were believe the Bible, accept Jesus. Um, but but I remember times where, and every now and then I still have this, I'd feel this overwhelming just, and and it was in it was it was in the core of who I was just this angst, just this overwhelming like like this is bad this is bad, but like when in Star Wars when Alec Guinness sat back and he said there's been a great troubling in the force when that planet was destroyed remember he felt that when i saw that i thought now i know this is talking about the force don't get off on me because i said that because we know the truth but that type of feeling would just kind of overwhelm me and i would always ask the lord what does that mean what does this mean why do i feel this but you know I, I know that God is one of the, the more unique streams of development. How do you like that instead of progression? One of the unique streams of development that God has had in us has been the development of the born-again spirit. And I, I, I know that the capacities within the spirit that God has quickened within us, mm-hmm. um, we've only begun to scratch the surface of that. Where we've gone to this point in our obedience, whether it was the beginning of the pulse and the ma'a and the bowels and those kinds of things, that development has been really elementally and fundamentally structured. And we've been tried to be faithful biblically and in intercession in, in experiencing that. But the reason for those things we do and then we teach the reason for those things I don't think we've even begun to teach I think that the the hidden secrets within the crypto within us um, aligns with what the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 2 the apocrypto those mysteries have been hidden where God has apostolic cryptos that have been hidden and we are the whole crux of that second chapter of First Corinthians, which is a bellwether scripture. I mean, it's amazing. We talked about it just a little bit on Sunday. But he's talking about the mysterion, the mysteries coming out of that crypto place, out of the spirit. And then he says, it's not the wisdom of this world or the princes of this world. It is this hidden, and it, it doesn't say hidden wisdom in the original. It just says hidden apocrypto, which is really an apostolic crypto mandate for us. I don't think we've even started 
maybe we've entered the first one, and that is developmental, which has been glorious. I mean, I know we've 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 experienced um, the application of that the, the core of who we are in many places around the world, and it's it's been dynamic, it's been powerful, it's been really wonderful in so many ways, but it's just like holding a little baby. Yeah, it begins there, but now let's grow into maturity, and I think God is unlocking that, and I'm, I'm thinking that in this seminar that's coming, we're going to have some amazing scriptures that God's going to reveal for the first time then. And I, you know, I was asking the Lord about it because he spoke to me this morning. We had this wonderful lightning, a thunderstorm this morning. Did the dogs wake up? Man, it was like 3.30 this morning. Boom! Outside my house. The whole room just lit up. And of course, I was awake. And so then I started praying and listening to the voice of the thunder and trying to interpret what that was saying and all this rain we've got which is a wonderful sign from God in the midst of that I felt that the spirit was saying there's going to be a revelation of the word that God has preserved that nobody's been able to see but God's going to unlock it and it's going to it's going to reveal things about how he's moving in our spirit mm -hmm. and 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 I so then I said, well, this this is just goofy. I don't know how you talk to God, but sometimes I say things, and then after I say them, I think, now why did I say that? It just well, he knows you're going to say it laugh. anyway. He must laugh at me. I said, okay, Father, I'm so happy about this. You know, I love your word. Help me to see it. Help me not to miss it. And I said, when are you going to start showing these? If 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 you reveal them in the next week or so, am I supposed to just note them and then save them for seminar? Or yeah, I started talking about that when the thunder's booming, and then after I said it and I waited and I thought that was a dumb thing to say. God doesn't care about that, but uh, you know I I do feel an obligation for all the folks that are with us all the time, including right now, that. Um, course we're going to have to do some measure of for people that aren't as current as most of you to have some kind of a synopsis and bringing everybody up to speed but the point is that this this issue of what he's put within us that Jesus quickened and all the promises that are there that make no sense in the natural we're gonna we're gonna see it. I'm just rambling now. I don't need, I don't know why I even say I'm rambling. You know you know I'm rambling. Well, after your comment last night about the mute button, <laughs> I'm well, not gonna say anything. <laughs> you you threw that up to the top of the net and waited for somebody to hit it. So I didn't come up with that. You didn't hesitate. <laughs> well, I did it because I knew somebody else was thinking it. I could see Robert Fulton's beautiful eyes. Anyway, um, and the other the other thing is that we are called to be saints. We function in that realm as saints. It'll it is 
indicative of our partnership, shared partnership with the angelic regarding the holiness of God. And I don't know what you do, but I, I think a lot of things through. And it's always kind of amazed me that you got the saints, Hagias, you have the angels saying it. We've looked at what that means from the Old Testament. So with all of that, there's the Holy Spirit, the Hagias Spirit of God, which is one of the seven. And and I, you know, God would come upon people to do really a saintly work during the Old Testament, but he'd come upon them. And then that would would be for a moment, for a time. And of course, you then have the, the Nuach and the Ruach there, which were other dimensions of him communing with people in the Old Testament. And then you have the facets of his names, which are, which are there in the Old Testament. God always trying to show and teach people who he is. But then on the day of Pentecost, Je well, before Pentecost, Jesus breathes on the disciple and says, receive the Holy Ghost. And then Pentecost, God pours out the, the saintly wind on the church. So I think leading up to Pentecost, even with Jesus breathing into them, that was an empowerment, a preemptive empowerment of the holy, the calling of the saints. But then at Pentecost, where out of all the dimensions of the seven spirits that God could come and do the, the tongues and the, the igniting of the fire and the sound of the wind were like the, the, the wine that was in that cask that was open and you could hear the suction. Why was that the Holy Spirit? And why isn't the church who receives that stepping into that calling? I think that was the initiation <coughs> of the calling of the saints. Now, in the Old Testament, it talks about the saints. So blessed are the saints who die in the Lord, you know. But that, you know, I think to me, to me, that indicates those who, who really are willing to partner with God. You know, like how many times did the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of... But see then, is there a difference between... This is... You know this. This is the, the way my mind goes and it's confusing. But is there a difference between the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of Yahweh or the Spirit of Elohim? I think there is. But, but the Holy Spirit could be a part of the Spirit of Elohim and a part of the Spirit of the Lord depending upon whether God was wanting a saintly act done by somebody. and But then you also go, what's the, the variation between the names of God and the way His Spirit comes upon people? Like the Spirit of Wisdom that come upon... Uh, oh, what was the name of the dude that did... Not Benaiah? It wasn't, was it Benaiah? No, it wasn't Benaiah. Yeah, it was Benaiah. Anyway. The temple? The guy yeah. that... <laughs> anyway, the spirit of wisdom comes on him, and he's, he's moving uh, creatively. And really, make, why did the spirit come on him for the tabernacle, for the temple? Because wisdom 
was supposed to be taking those worship things uh, into the new territories, which is what wisdom does. So if you're gonna if you're gonna partner with God in that, you've got to have the things created, the instruments, the tools that will be utilized for that. It wasn't just creativity; it was creativity in the framework of um, wisdom. And like Uzziah, he had, I believe, a creative measure for warfare, an inventiveness for cunning things in warfare, which was interesting. Bezalel. Bezalel. I didn't find it, but it just came to my head. Thank you. We know that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) Anyway, I'm rambling here. So the saints and the Holy Spirit and the spirit within. And, but we as saints, we're a select group. Do you ever wonder why the fire came upon the head and like not in the belly? Well, that's a good question. Let's, let's break it apart. What does the head represent? The head represents a covering of glory and an, um, not necessarily authority because authority rests on the shoulders but if it was a cloven tongue of fire, right? Yeah. So, and the mind is there, the brain is there. It's almost like. I guess that fire had to sanctify the mind for it to actually come forth from the spirit. A willingness for the spirit, like removing the 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 block of the mind yeah. that would let the spirit move forth and speak. Yeah. Um. Because fire is judgment and burning. Well, it's also it also purifies and sanctifies us. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's interesting. So you had fire on the head, and the speaking in tongues, coming out from the innermost being. So you had both ends of the spectrum: the mind, the spirit. So I guess the fire really had to do a number on the mind and the brain. To, to activate the brain so that where this great spirit was going to be flowing out from, just like they've done in tests in a number of schools when you speak in unknown tongues, facets of your brain trigger and act in ways that no other factor causes them to light, which is very interesting. So maybe, maybe the fire was an activation of the... Like maybe fire comes on the altar. So maybe fire, this altar of who we are, then welcome the spirit. That's a that's a very good question, girl. Well, I can you know just from past experience when we got when we got the baptism of diversities of tongues, if you want to call it that, um, with that gift, and I mean I know my mind had to be sanctified to be able to receive and accept what was happening in the midst because it was just weird. It sounded weird. It looked weird. Everything about it was just, it was new and strange. And, and, and I know that, I mean, that think about, I mean, that keeps so many people from actually entering in. Oh my gosh. You've hit upon something there that is just glorious. (laughs) Because, gosh, how many people during the outpouring of the Spirit here, 
just reject rejected it. Yeah. Just flat out, no matter what was going on, their mind rose up and the the cogitations of their head devised plans to try to stop it. He should have been you know, Michael Brown and all those Brownsville people would say fire and go toward your belly. They should have, <laughs> they should have slapped it on the head. Oh, yeah. And that's something. Yeah. That's a good that's a good observance. Um we we probably need that now. Yeah, I I I I, I sense like a some measure of a baptism of fire coming for us for stepping into the new it's necessary it just is it's necessary and i think that um just the reception of that is going to propel us Mm. (laughs) And, and it really it really does overshadow or it it overshadows everything in this world, everything in this life. I mean, and that really is where God is taking us. You know, he's saying, follow me. Keep your eyes on me. I'm leading your way. Don't look back. Follow me. And, you know, every. I think our eyes need to be baptized with fire. I think our minds... Even our spirits, I think that it's 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 something that's that's pending, that's necessary. But it's it can be painful <laughs> because there's some things that we don't want to let go of, even now. Yet there's some things we can't take with us, and you know this this these la- this this particular season has been just so interesting. I know that everybody deals with their own things in the natural, but it has been a constant um, discipline of keeping my spirit above my emotions and above the things that are trying to um, drag me down emotionally. And <laughs> it, it, I, I realize, I mean, that is my survival. And, and so much of my survival, too, is being in prayer and making sure that I am accountable and, and in that measure of discipline to what I've committed to the Lord and welcoming and receiving his presence because there's just, it's just, it's such a wonderful moment for us, but it's also testing and purifying and trying just the essence of who we are. Yeah. And, and it's necessary. And so, yeah, Lord, baptize me with your fire. I mean, just get it done. But it's a, I mean, I think that there's a pro, I mean, with God, he's, he's all about the process, but then there's that moment when it just, it comes. And um, so, anyway. Well, we definitely need the fire upon the minds and the brains and the will of people especially as we're entering into this new dimension and the influx of people, um, definitely in Brazil, but in other places. Plus, too, you mentioned Bezalel. And this is nothing that we've not talked about, but 
you know, God, God is the most creative being that was ever existed. And we limit ourselves in our humanity in that measure of creativity. And I feel like the Lord, as we go forward, you know, it's like we talked about last night in, in our, our prayer call, um, strategy. I mean, we have to be able to think like he thinks and, and to be able for our mind to be, um, what am I trying to say? The limitations of our mind to, to be touched with his fire so that we can actually think like he thinks in ways of going forward and strategy and just creative building and all the things that he's going to do that are that are going to blow i mean it's going to blow out of the water <laughs> you know i mean even people's doctrine i mean i just feel like it's just so it's like we talked about a little bit or i mentioned this in sunday school a couple of weeks ago it's like he's so beyond even what we can perceive he's so much greater he's so much more powerful he's so much more creative he's He's so much more than what we can even, even in our, our hearts, our sincere hearts, even perceive or, you know, it's it's crazy. And I feel like he's beginning to open and beckon us in to taste and see that of him. And to me, there's not, that excites me so much. But I don't want my own limitations of my mind to think, well, it has to be like this, or if it doesn't fit within this, or this is how we've always done, you know, all that stuff. I want all that to be, yeah, so. And with our spirit, too. I mean, I want my spirit to be so free that nothing holds me back. And I, I mean, I'm not there yet. I still bring things in. I still get hindered by responsibilities and burdens in this life that when I come to prayer, I have to just, you know, anyway, now I'm just rambling. Mute button. Fire in his <laughs> eyes. Fire, fire in his eyes. His eyes are as a fire. The eyes are the ways of God. The spirit of the candle of the Lord, which has to have fire. But then I was thinking too, you know, as we're moving in these areas where we're proceeding as the children of Israel in the sonship, the, the pillar of fire um, protected them against the darkness mm. and protected them against the, the Egyptian armies that would try to come uh, before. God's timing was setting them up to be defeated. And God knows we have a lot of, I'm not just talking about the, the Chinese or the progressive uh, people in Congress that want to take away our liberties. Um, there are spiritual forces. We've seen them. You mentioned one earlier. Take out. You know, they're there are enemy forces that will come as angels of light to deceive the very elect. Um, I would have to believe that the fire of the Lord, if we will remain faithful, will protect us if we're willing to be protected. 
But then we got to be careful not to mess with strange fire. Mm-hmm. Um, like the sons of Aaron, who decided they were going to go and burn their own incense. The laws of fire. Maybe we should talk about that at some point. But um, you know, like I was just reading about Samson, I, I was looking for something else. Where the Philistines, they he, they bound him with cords, which he was dumb for playing around with Delilah anyway. Of course, I wasn't there. But um, when the Spirit of the Lord came on him and those, those twines or whatever they bound him with melted away as flax under fire, which was interesting. They didn't see the fire, but they could see the result. But then, in uh, the fiery furnace, the fire of the enemy um, burned away the things that were binding the guys, but didn't singe their clothes or their their hairdos, which was kind of interesting, too. The laws of fire. Goodness gracious. Mm. Great balls of it. <laughs> Well, we've been rambling here for chitting and chatting for 50 minutes now. It's hard to imagine how quickly things move along. But we do hope that you're planning to come to Dallas um, a month from now. Don't don't miss this. Um, it's a very important time of impartation. And um, I'm not saying God can't do a work in you wherever you are, but there's something about being in the midst when God does something among his, uh, his people. Uh, what was I going to say about that? You know, I'm grateful for the equipment God has given us as the Saints Network and in our willingness to keep working toward keeping the live stream functioning. And, and it is a blessing, especially for people that are in other parts of the country or other parts of the world. But as glorious as the live stream can be to help, to help further what our mission is, it's not a substitute for being in person. It, it's just not. And I, and I think even in my own congregation, people have become spoiled by live stream. And, you know, it's kind of frustrating at times. Well, you know, it's just like what the enemy would say to some of the folks that left. You know, they're all word, no power. But Everything begins with the Word. And if the Word is the Word of God, you're, you don't want to force demonstrations of power before God says, I'm ready to really do this. And um, there's just something about being together in agreement that is necessary and cannot be compared with anything else. 
even if you're just receiving the word and worshiping and hopefully praying. Um, I took us down another path, didn't I? So if you can, be here. We'll look forward to what God is doing. Anything else on your list? I don't have a list. No list? No list here. No list here? Nope. Well, for those of you who are, who are joining us from um, the constituencies in Fort St. John, Fort St. John, Pastor Larry is about a little, little over three hours away from arriving in Zach's limousine here in Dallas. I know that because of a MapQuest thing that Katie sent to me. So I have a real-time progression. It's almost like watching the radar when Santa's sleigh is arriving on Christmas Eve. Did you ever see that on TV? No. You never saw that? No, but you're watching that the for weatherman. Larry? No, the weatherman. Well, yeah, the not the Santa's radar. But let's see where Katie is. And that's probably on top of it. Oh, where is it? It's gone away. It, and it's inconsequential. Let's pray for him as he is uh, continuing the journey. Um, so, Annette wrote me yesterday and made me promise that we wouldn't keep Larry. Somebody else from the church offered me real money that we would keep him. No, they didn't. I'm just joking. I don't think there's anybody with real money that would, would offer that. Um, anything further you want to say? No, I'm good. I'm good. Well, thanks everybody for being willing to join us as always. We're very grateful that things seem to be functioning fine uh, <laughs> today, which is not always the case. But, um, May God bless you all. Uh, we will look forward to coming together again on Wednesday Night Live. So look for that tomorrow. And until then, be blessed, everybody.